This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Feminism, the pill, the sexual revolution, and I think OnlyFans and porn is sort of the end stage culmination of that cultural shift. And when you guys sit there and say, I feel so empowered by doing this, I do it because I love sex. I know you may think that, but there are forces that are a lot more powerful than any of us here. There are corporations that want you to be sitting there and saying that because they want you to buy into this narrative because they are intent on the destruction of Western civilization and the way that they have always done this empirically, whether it's socialism, communism, Marxism, has been going after the family unit. And what you guys do is detrimental to the family unit. Shots fired. I just love shagging. Welcome to War Room Battleground. How's that for a cold open? It is February 20th, Tuesday, the year of our Lord, 2023. It's Natalie G. Winters filling in, or at least trying to, for the one and only Stephen K. Bannon. If you caught last show, you saw I I hopped over, not unannounced, just a little earlier. I'm sure my mom would be proud. Early is on time. So we had a little smart repartee as steve would say uh on ukraine everything that's going on with the lawfare against president trump um and we're gonna get into Neuralink, like he had teased but in the first segment of the show i really wanted to devote it to sort of the culture war which i know seems sort of like a relic of 2016 but i think speaking to that clip that we opened the show with it is part of a much bigger broader and frankly more nefarious campaign really to take over this country, right? Infiltration, not invasion. It doesn't just apply to the Chinese Communist Party. And someone who has been tracking that very closely, particularly on the gender and transgender warfare front, not himself, but tracking it, is, of course, Terry Schilling, good friend of the show. Uh, Terry, I know there's a story that's been getting a lot of traction on the uh, on the internet, on, on social media. Yesterday, that Pornhub, of course, a platform for a lot of degeneracy and I would say the downfall of Western civilization, um, that they refuse new age verification laws in Canada. So they're basically threatening to pull out of operating, as maybe poor choice words, but operating uh, in that country. Can you walk us through what's happening here, kind of the parallels with what happened in Utah and why the audience should be so concerned about this? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having Allie. Uh, this fight, uh, we wrote the blueprint for how to regulate porn online about five years ago, and the states are now starting to catch up. But essentially, the dynamic that we're seeing play out across the country is once a state passes age verification legislation, Pornhub blocks their site in that state. And it's very simple. They don't want to comply with the law. They want to target our kids, right? Uh, online age verification is a very simple process. It, it's been being used by the gambling uh, websites, by the marijuana websites, by the alcohol websites, by the nicotine websites. Anyone that's online that is selling uh, things that are, you know, 
reserved for adults in this country, has been doing age verification not just for a few years, but for a decade at least. Right? This is new technology. It's not new technology. It's old. It's cheap. It's affordable. Um, and these guys are telling us who their real targets are. It's not adults, and it never really was adults. It has always been our kids. Um, and so what's happening in Canada has already happened in eight states in the United States, including my home state of Virginia, where I live now. Um, but thank goodness, right? I mean, twist my arm, right? Shut down the porn sites in my state so my kids can't access any of it. I don't care, right? This is a harmful thing for not just children, but especially for adults as well. Um, and Pornhub is really, I mean, this is a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar company, right? It's owned by a company called MindGeek. Uh, it is an international billion, 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 billion plus industry. They have more than enough resources to protect our kids. They just don't want to because if they get kids hooked uh, on porn young enough, then they have lifelong customers for the most part. Yeah, and doing that podcast, it was the first time that I was really exposed to those, like, I would say, dark corners of the internet and how they do it under the guise of empowerment and they think it's good for society. But when you read the studies, you see how young, I think the average age is like eight or something just absolutely ridiculous that young kids, especially young boys, are exposed to content like this on the, the internet. And it sort of starts that snowball effect where stuff starts to get even more degenerate i know they've done studies linking excessive porn consumption to changing the sexuality making young men gay i'm just curious you know i feel like so often you know we know there's a, a lobby for big pharma we know there's a lobby for big tech um and i know in some ways these porn sets like you said it's owned by mind geek it's sort of part of that big tech apparatus but you guys have done so much work sort of on the, the behind the scenes aspect of this, you know, how vast is the, the effort? I have two, two questions. How vast is the effort to keep these sites up and running and, you know, popular uh, among America's youth? But is there something more nefarious there? In other words, it doesn't just seem to be about profit. They really seem to want to get these young kids hooked on content that is detrimental to their health and well-being. No, that, that's exactly right. And, and study after study shows that pornography shifts your your sexual preferences, right? You start off looking at things as simple as a Playboy magazine or even, you know, Victoria's Secret in, in, with women in lingerie, and it constantly progresses. And essentially what these studies show is that it makes people and their sexual appetites insatiable, right? Nothing's ever good enough. And when you have these little kids who are able to watch any amount of porn for unlimited amounts of time, uh, they then go on to get married and nothing ever satisfies them, right? So they're creating sexually dissatisfied people. There was an interview a few years ago that I saw, it was at the advent of uh, virtual pornography. And there was a porn star named Brandy Love who did an interview about it after just filming her first virtual porn uh, video. And what she said was very telling. She said, I'm just so concerned because of how real this is. I mean, I, I think that the big, good thing about sex is that it's shared with someone else. But this virtual porn, that has the potential to completely replace men and women getting together and sharing intimacy. And that, that really is uh, the most important part about, about sex is that it's within a marriage and you get to you know share that with someone else. Everything else is, is, is selfish. And you have nations that are much further down the road than us, like Japan, where parents actually hire what's called sex counselors to have sex with their children for the first time, right? This is, the, the kids aren't interested in women. They're interested in their computer, 
and they don't know what to do with women. That's why you have the rise of incels. You, it, it, porn makes you a very unhappy person. It makes you insular. It makes you not have to rely on other people. Um, it's it's a totally degenerate industry. It's not just about the money. The money, what, the, what, the, what I've noticed is that there's a formula here with the left. They start these industries uh, like porn and, and like the transgender stuff, and they start making money on it. Well, that money is then fueled to grow the industry and then actually impact society. It starts off very small, but if you don't catch it quick enough, it grows to something that's very tough to stop. And porn is going to be very tough to rein in. Although I will tell you on the AIDS verification front, we are seeing this legislation pass all across the country with not just majorities or slim majorities, but with super majorities. Uh, Democrats are all on board. And once you can get Republicans on board, it usually ends up sailing through the legislature, which is how it got done in Virginia. Uh, with supermajority. So it's no, it's not just a for-profit motive. It's not just a sexual liberation motive. This is a, a an opportunity for billionaires to make us all complacent. They don't like us having our own kids. They don't like us having our own families. We're much easier to control when we don't have a stake in the future. And that is ultimately what children are to a nation is they are a stake in the future. And they, they make us want to make sure that the, the future is brighter than what we have. Well, I'm so glad we have groups like yours because something tells me we won't really be able to count on, I don't know, the United States Senate, maybe particularly uh, Senator Ben Cardin's office to do anything on that front when you see what uh, his staffers have been doing in the uh, Senate hearing room. Um, but speaking of the fa the battles that you guys have been, been waging, I know specifically on the gender transition front, the women uh, in sports, um, can you give the audience a little bit of an update, you know, where you guys kind of see the, the battle plan going for 2024 uh, before the election, heading into it and after? Yeah, well, thanks so much, Natalie. And, and by the way, none of this would be possible without the war room. Uh, once the War Room Posse came on board and Steve and you started introducing us to millions of, of incredible activists and supporters all across the country, APP skyrocketed in support. Last year, we raised $12 million. This year, we're going to try and raise $20 million to help elect President Trump. Uh, this election, we're, we're targeting voters that are persuadable, voters that are concerned about the direction our country is taking when it comes to our families and our children. We're filming in two weeks. I'm going down to Dallas to film a round of commercials with detransitioners. These are people that have come to regret their sex change procedures. Some of them uh, were transitioned as children and they were misdiagnosed. They're victims of malpractice. And uh, we're going to help them get paid uh, while also helping President Trump uh, get reelected. A lot of voters are upset about this, especially Hispanic voters, Natalie. They really don't like what's happening to our kids in our country. And it's not just the surgeries and the hormone blockers. It's the ideology that's in our schools. And so our goal is to spend $20 million this year, make Joe Biden and every single Democrat uh, who's part of this agenda, and even a handful of Republicans, we want to make them pay a price for what they're doing to our kids. They're destroying the future of this country by destroying the hearts and minds and souls of our children. And so we're going to be on the front lines. And, and again, I can't thank the War Room Posse enough. None of this will be possible without you guys. And that destruction is, of course, all intentional. So where can people go follow you to do, to do all the things that you just said? <laughs> Just go to AmericanPrinciplesProject.org, uh, check us out there, or you can follow me on social media at Schilling1776 across all the platforms. Terry, thank you so much, as always, for joining us. Thanks, Allie. Now, you guys, you guys know, I feel like my background was primarily in, in Chinese Communist Party infiltration, and I used to be sort of... I wouldn't say aloof, but the culture war stuff I felt like was above 
<laughs> but my pay grader just wasn't really of personal interest to me. But maybe it's because I've been getting older. I, I realized that it actually really matters. And someone who has known that for longer than I have is, of course, a good friend of the show and a good friend of mine, Libby Emmons from the Post Millennial, uh, who had a wonderful interview with Kurt Cameron, who was, of course, on Warm this morning talking about the new Brave Books initiative. So, Libby, if you just sort of want to kind of give us a, a preview or just so, sort of summary of what he spoke about, what they're launching, and then we can get into your thoughts. So maybe hold you through the break on uh, on all things culture war. Yeah, you know, I'm huge into the culture war. Culture is my favorite thing. Art is my favorite thing. <laughs> and we have been watching these things just get completely destroyed by ideologues who care more about activism than things like beauty and aesthetics you know, and, the, and the, the beautiful reasons that our country was founded in the first place. So yeah, I talked to Kirk Cameron. I know that he was on War Room, which is great. He was on Jack Posobiec's Human Events Daily as well. And he's been doing such amazing things in the past year or so with Brave Books. He, he put out some children's books and then he toured the country doing book readings at libraries. And this has been a fascinating journey that Post Millennial has been tracking. He first went out and asked 51 libraries if he could host book readings there. And he was turned down by many of them, most of them, in fact. And the reason was that they said his values didn't align with theirs. And that's what several of the libraries actually said, that Christian values promoting morality do not align with the values of the uh, public libraries. So yeah, he, he did this great thing. He brought Riley Gaines out on tour as well. She had a book out as well. And now they're launching a TV show. And a lot of this is really about replacing or at least providing an alternative to parents who are tired of seeing uh, shows that are all about LGBTQ indoctrination fed into their kids' screens. So this is gonna be an exciting thing. And I know you have some other very interesting interviews in, in coming down the pipeline. I think Gina Gina Carano and give a little flash a little ankle yeah. for the war room posse. I, but <laughs> I'm just curious, do, do you think that this is sort of the, the blueprint for, you know, countering just the I don't even know how to describe it, the degenerate grooming propaganda that's being pushed by this sort of mainstream culture? What do you think we can learn from this in terms of how we wage our own cultural battles? For, for many decades, parents simply trust the, trusted the entertainment infrastructure, the educational infrastructure, and the universities and our institutions simply trusted them to deliver good values to our kids. And that has become plainly impossible to do now. We can't really trust the schools. You know, you send your kid into school, they come home with pride ribbons and all of these secrets from teachers saying to you know, change your pronouns and whatever other nonsense. You know, you have kids going into schools hearing about how their skin color is some integral part of them that gives them, you know, that, that gives them some, some place on the victim hierarchy. And there's no reason for any of this. And so parents need to be aware. And I think that is the primary thing that we can understand from this initiative that Kurt Cameron is doing is that parents need to be partners. They need to be on top of this. They need to know what their kids are watching. If you're handing your kid a, a, a phone or an iPad screen, you have to know what's on it. You have to put on it what you want there and make sure that they are consuming the content that is not going to destroy them. You just had this great conversation with Terry Schilling talking about how porn ends up with kids way younger, certainly than it did when I was a kid. I mean, you get exposed to this stuff eventually, whether your parents want you to or not, but eight years old, 
That's just that's just mind boggling. It's out of control. So parents need to take the power back that we have given to institutions and entertainments and companies um, and, and take charge of it ourselves. That's the biggest takeaway here. I'm just curious how you think this issue in particular is going to affect the 2024 election, obviously. Well, I was going to say, obviously, Joe Biden isn't co-signing on a lot of this. But in some ways, I think the Democratic Party is. And I don't really think they're doing anything meaningful to stop it. Do you think that, you know, American voters sort of associate this stuff with the Democratic Party? Do you think that some of the parents' rights issues, do you think that is maybe why we're seeing this kind of, I would say, massive exodus of sort of the independent voters or even Hispanic voters, black voters from the Democratic Party, because it's just gone. It's not even gone too far left. It's just they've gone. I don't even know where it's so degenerate. There's no words to describe it. But how do you think it'll it'll play out in 2024? I do think that it is. a, a There's a lot of degeneracy in this and it is associated with the Democratic Party. And that's not by mistake. That's because they advocate for this. We saw Joe Biden come out on Trans Day of Visibility in 2022 and tell parents to affirm your kids. He just affirm your kids, he said. That was, this is a direct quote. This is what he thinks should happen. They enlist TikTokers to come to the White House. They had Dylan Mulvaney go talk to Joe Biden in the White House about how important it is to advocate for sex changes for children. So yes, I do believe that parents know fully that this is what the Democratic Party stands for. And they know that because the Democratic Party keeps saying so. They're the ones who are going out there having, you know, like like trans people stripping on the White House lawn and at Pride festivals, draping the draping the White House in the, the Pride progress flag with all the colors and the trans and all of the rest of it. Parents know this. It's obvious and it's obvious because this is what they want. The Democrats tell us that this is what they want. They tell us that they want secret programs in schools where kids can gender transition without their parents' knowledge. And this leads to all kinds of destruction of families and of kids, of parents. So yeah, I certainly hope that people will take that into account when they go to the ballot box. And I have talked to a substantial number of Democrats and women who have over their lifetimes identified as feminists. And what they say is they can no longer identify that way. They can no longer vote Democrat for policies that allow for states to become sanctuary states where runaways can be gender transitioned, sex changed without their parents' awareness. And this is something, this is a law in California. This is a law that's been proposed in New York, Massachusetts, all over the place. So yeah, I hope that I hope that parents take stock of that and remember how important it is to vote in local elections, to vote in school board elections, to to take charge of your municipality and let those leaders know that you're not going to stand for this. It's not just at the presidential level. And Libby, I'm I'm curious. I see, I think I believe it's Jack Posobic, but I know you guys at the Post Millennial are covering it too. But there seem to be some developments on the identities of the Super Bowl shooter. Maybe maybe you don't know them, but can you can give us a little little ankle, as Steve would say, on on what is the developing story there? Yeah, this is really interesting. Jack came to us. He's at Human Events, of course, and Human Events and Post Millennial are part of the same media group. Uh, he came to us a little bit ago and he told us that he had these documents. I haven't had a chance to check out his live stream yet. I know that uh, Hannah Nightingale, one of our editors, has been working on this. 
um, and updating our latest story on that shooting. But Jack is saying that the uh, gun that was used to kill that mom of two, the local DJ who was killed tragically, was a stolen gun. And we've been seeing a lot of um, sort of cover up of the identities of two of the juveniles who were arrested last week. There was also an eyewitness who came out and said that one of the shooters couldn't have been more than 13. Today, two men were identified and charged with second degree murder. And uh, like you, I'm anxious to check out what the rest of those documents say. I think that it's going to be really fascinating uh, to find out if this was perhaps gang related and what has been um, developing behind the scenes. Are you going to be at CPAC? I will be at CPAC. I will be heading down tomorrow okay. morning. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's always so nice to see everybody that you see on air in real life. So that'll be, <laughs> I'll be there for a couple of days. Yes. I know that Jack is being I, I have more than a torso. People right. always say to me whenever I meet them at CPAC, they always say, you look so much better in person. And I sort of take offense because I'm like, well, I don't know what that means, but thank you. <laughs> so if you see me, don't say that. No. <laughs> Maybe in, in, in today's culture. Yes, there we go. Well, Libby, thank you so much for joining us. Are you speaking panels or anything like that? If people no, want to, you know, find you at CPAC, not in a stalkery way, but you'll, you'll be around. Okay. I'm sure you'll be around the warning booth. I'm sure we'll have you on. Yeah. <laughs> Libby, thank you so much for joining us. If people want to follow you, read the post millennial, where can they go to do all that? You can check out uh, my Twitter at Libby Emmons, and you can see what we're doing at thepostmillennial.com and humanevents.com every day. It's a must read and a great Twitter follow. Libby, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Natalie. I know I've already said the word big pharma this this episode, but I'm going to say it again because you got to go to Jace Medical. So you're not reliant on the big pharma, big tech, big whatever access that is pretty intent on destroying us. Some interesting new studies coming about about the you guessed it negative side effects of the COVID-19 vaccine. That's why you got to go to Jace Medical. And while you're at it, well, maybe while you're taking your Jace Medical supplements, you could be reading the end of the dollar empire. How's that? Uh, you can go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to get the latest installment, which if I'm not mistaken is newly updated, revised. My favorite part of CPAC and all the live events that we do is always when there are people who have printed out copies <laughs> of the end of the dollar empire and ask Steve to sign it. That is how you know you are hardcore war room um but i believe we have joe allen up and if we do i would love to go to him do we have him okay we have him there we go that's why i like being back in dc because i have a live production team instead of doing it from my my living room all by myself no uh joe allen Neuralink, give us the latest yes natalie good to be here uh, yes Neuralink. three weeks after implanting their first patient, Elon Musk, reports that the patient is able to move a cursor on screen with nothing but his, maybe her, mind. The Neuralink product is called telepathy, and the reason is you are able, you know, in theory, to um, throw your thoughts from one brain into a computer system and then maybe from one brain into another. 
uh, this advance doesn't put Neuralink ahead of the pack. You already have two other companies that have gotten gotten much further, uh, BlackRock Neurotech and Synchron. But why this is important, uh, you, you may say, well, it's great that you have this paralyzed person who's now able to move a cursor around and surf the internet, and I actually think it is. Uh, but unlike uh, a lot of the people in this field of brain-computer interfaces, Musk openly says that this is just a sort of testing ground, a phase, uh, on the way to having a commercial product in which normal, uh, semi-functional, at least, people are able to use uh, a brain implant to get by in their day-to-day -day lives, to keep up in a world in which uh, superhuman artificial intelligence has replaced most jobs, has outpaced most people, and so uh, he is developing a smartphone for the brain. And this patient is, uh, you know, it's sort of a, you can, it, as we track this patient's progress going forward, uh, it, it will, and, and new patients as they come along, it's much more than simply looking at a medical device. Uh, in the case of Musk or Synchron, uh, you're looking at a technological revolution. And uh, they, as I've said many, many times on this show, they see it as a, a way or a, at least a stepping stone in the, you know, towards the total transformation of the human species. I'm just curious, Joe, and I'll hold you through the break. What does the like time frame rollout of Neuralink look like? You know what I mean? Like when does it get when is it gonna be widely available? How long are these trials gonna take? What is their goal? You know, Musk has said five to ten years. Uh he his timelines are always a bit uh wonky, to put it mildly. I don't really know. Looking at the most advanced systems that are in people's skulls right now at BlackRock Neurotech, uh, the micro, micro, uh, uh, micro electrode arrays that sit under the skull on top of the brain, these aren't the sorts of things that anybody's going to line up at the Apple store to get stuck in their head. Uh, same with Neuralink, same with Synchron going uh, you know, up through uh, the jugular into the brain. So uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, but what I do know is that um, with Neuralink, I think given the amount of capital behind it, given the amount of public attention, uh, that you're going to see it progress a lot faster than you did BlackRock Neurotech or Synchron. Uh, as for widespread rollout, uh, I think your smartphone is plenty sufficient for mind control. You're always the first to shame me whenever I'm on my phone and my comeback to you is, well, I'm working on a story that's taking down the Chinese Communist Party, which is a semi-valid excuse, but I guess not in your mind. But Warren Posse, hang with me. We'll be right back. Joe Allen, Dave Walsh, and I may just go on a rant. We'll see. We'll be right back. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. 
For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, Some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting and dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skincare, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner. 
and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner, download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. I forget how fun it is to be doing this show with my two wonderful producers. Shout out to Taylor and Cameron. They've been killing it. If you guys are coming to the uh, War Room Force Multiplier event tomorrow, you got to say hi to them. They're just the industry's finest. Um, Speaking of someone else who's the industry's finest, that is... Joe Allen, although he probably doesn't even want to be associated with the industry that he attacks every day. Um, but Joe, before I let you go, you had sent me a, a funny article, although very true, um, about how men and women's brains do work differently. Scientists discover for the first time. I thought that was a funny headline. If you want to kind of walk us through this article. Yeah, for the first time. It's amazing. Next, they'll, you know, AI will discover that the earth is spherical or that uh, salt is salty. So uh, you had a, a study released from Stanford University. Basically, what they did is they used uh, a machine learning system, an AI system, uh, to uh, they, they fed it MRI images from male and female brains, labeled them male and female, until the system was able to find all of these subtle differences in the patterns in the brains uh, that were distinctive to the male and to the female that the human eye was not able to recognize. So after that, they tested it on about 1,500 different MRI, uh, MRI scans, and what do you know? Uh, male brains and female brains uh, are somewhat different. Uh, the interesting thing, two interesting points on that, Natalie. Uh, you know, number one, that it took uh, an AI telling them that men and women are different. Uh, you know, neurologically is pretty funny and pretty ridiculous. It's very Stanford. Uh, but also, you know, I, I think about the hit you did on the whatever podcast and uh, what you were, the arguments you were making to the OnlyFans girls, uh, that they were basically being exploited and uh, without rearranging or rewording you too much that, you know, the, the your argument you were, you were making is that, you know, women are most empowered when they're in control of their sexuality and not being pimped out, basically. A lot of people think that's sexist. A lot of people say, oh, well, you know, what about men? Blah, blah, blah. You know, men can be, you know, if, if men get around, they're, they're players. If women do it, they're hoes. Um, you know, without wading too far into that, I will just say that, you know, you look at the laws of any ancient culture or even, you know, uh, pre, you know like late pre-modern cultures, and you look at the ways in which modern cultures pan out, uh, there is clearly a major difference in the way in which men approach sex or, you know, mating, uh, you know, as opposed to women. And the reason is that the biology and the entire process of, uh, you know, what happens after a person gets pregnant is completely different for the man and for the woman. So it's no stunner that, uh, you know, subtle uh, neurological variations are present where all of these different 
psychological variations have been noted for centuries, uh, even millennia, if you just look at the myths, uh, all of these biological differences uh, have been known and encoded in culture and in law. So um, on the one hand, I guess it's good that the uh, tech nerds and scientists at Stanford uh, finally caught up to Mother Nature uh, in 2024. On the other hand, uh, I, you know, to just repeat what I said before, it's so funny and so ridiculous that they needed an AI uh, to tell them that uh, boys have penises and girls have vaginas. This is quite the uh, edgy war room battleground show that we're, we're having. It's a little, is it family friendly? It's family friendly. I guess if AI says it, then it's not transphobic. But if you or I say it, then it would be transphobic to say there are differences between uh, men and women. That's AI, AI privilege for you. Um, but Joe Allen, you are going to be at CPAC, I understand, I think. Um, you're going to be participating in the Force Multiplier event. Do you want to give anyone a preview of what you're planning on doing at CPAC? Are you speaking? Are you just going to be on the war room? You know, Natalie, I'll be doing what I always do, which is, uh, you know, hovering on the periphery of the social scene, uh, observing, watching, and hoping that somebody will come over and say hello. So if you see me over there lurking, hovering, uh, please come by and say hello so that I don't feel so awkward and so lonely in this mass of people. But yes, I will be there. I'll be at the Force Multiplier Academy uh, and I'll, I'll be at the uh, set uh, every day while we're there. So, I, I, you know, as always, I look forward to meeting people in the posse. And in, in these days, you know, seeing a lot of uh, familiar faces. I've, I've gotten to know quite a few people uh, and it's fantastic. So I look forward to seeing you there. And you too, Natalie. Yes, go say hi to Joe before you tell me that I look better in person. I feel like my sense of humor doesn't translate on this show. My producer's looking at me like I'm crazy. I have a very sarcastic, dry, I would almost argue male sense of humor. Maybe that's a little bold of me to say, but I, I digress. No, no, that can be from the, uh, the fifth hour of work. <laughs> yes, I did learn that in, uh, in 11th grade. Gender is a spectrum and you have a gender bred person and your sex is not your gender. And, uh, then they had the Planned Parenthood spokesperson come in and, and talk to us about why abortion is so great. So that's that's for growing up in L.A. Um, but Joe Allen, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you very much, Natalie. See you tomorrow. Of course. And Dave Walsh, future energy secretary, the man, the myth, the legend. There's an interesting article up in Politico today that has to do with the Biden regime's efforts to sort of I think really nullify what is a future second term of President Donald J. Trump, particularly on the energy front, right? Trying to kind of codify, uh, I would say it's the equivalent to trying to make it so President Trump couldn't withdraw from NATO, but doing this on the energy policy front. Can you walk us through the the impacts, the severity of this story? Well, this is um, uh, known by many credible folks to be true and correct. The efforts of the administration to begin to reclassify a lot of uh, what would be politically appointed positions to senior career positions in the various agencies under the under the president in the executive branch with the purpose goal and objective of preventing a new administration from changing out um, uh, executive branch agency department of energy department of defense sec education department labor department all departments 
to attempt further to embed the permanent deep state of federal officials who cannot be fired, who cannot be removed, in actions specifically uh, geared at thwarting the results of what should be hopefully a free and fair election where government actually would change, executive branch leadership would change, but now to make it impossible for that new chief executive, the president, to swap out normal political appointees in agencies that he or she will be running as chief executive officer to void out the ability of a new administration to change those positions. Yeah, those things are appear to be more than underway from a lot of good sources, uh, um, not just the Politico article. This is this is going on in the, in the efforts of the present administration to embed some of these policies, such as making power plants. You know, a lot of stuff is still in play that have been announced but not enacted yet. Things like making power plants be converted to carbon capture systems or hydrogen fuel or closed down by 2040, something that would and 60% of the electricity in the country in one fell swoop should plants be unable to economically comply with that rule that's been promoted but not put in place yet. The goal of all this embedded in these positions is to make these rule changes permanent as permanent as possible. This is devastating. And it's against the notion of a free and fair election occurring. I'm just curious. I know they obviously have issue with President Trump and, you know, the MAGA movement. I'm sure we're not, you know, climate change cultists, good little, you know, non steak eating, you know, conscious of our carbon footprint types that they want us to be. But what is it that they're so scared of President Trump rolling out, like specifically on on a policy level that they're sort of trying to counteract or, or pregame? In other words, is it, you know, the Keystone Pipeline? Is it natural gas? Is it just American energy independence as a concept? Like, what are they really so scared of? No, they're, they're afraid President Trump will, will once again uh, reverse uh, some of the more absolutely ruinous and draconian things that, that, that Biden's administration has announced its intent to put into law Things like the curtailment for a 16 to 18 month timeout on new export permits for LNG outbound terminals in this country. This country has 360 billion a year in exports of oil, natural gas, and related chemicals, which is of, of our two trillion in exports, 360 billion, three of the top four export products are oil, natural gas, and related chemicals. This president wants to put a kibosh on the further exporting of LNG to assess the environmental impact globally. And, and these, these folks, these environmental maniacs, want to make this kind of action a permanent condition, to make it a permanent condition that we would no longer export our number one export commodity. While we have a trillion dollar trade deficit, which is ruinous to the, the stability of the currency, ruinous to interest rates, ruinous to inflation, to make the, the uh, deficit grow yet wider by eliminating the exportability of our number one exported product, natural gas. Uh, they, they want to embed these things as permanent because of this religious culture of, 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 of CO2. But more, more to the point, frankly, this is all about strengthening China, strengthening China. As we weaken ourselves intentionally, consciously, we make China stronger. China is doing none of these things. China is pushing these agendas with political contributions here, with black black pack money. Um, we become weak as we become weaker and weaker and weaker. The need for them ever to have a kinetic war with us is it, it, it goes by the wayside. 
the ability for us to defend ourselves go by, goes by the wayside as more of these policies, such as the one on mandating that power plants be carbon capture or hydrogen compatible by only 2035, can mean the shutdown of 60% of our electrical generating capacity would be the end, the absolute end of industry in this country. And then goes with that the ability to make shells, shell casings, military hardware, tanks, ships, um, bombs, and then the necessaries of defending the country, and things like even helping defend the Ukrainian borders, heaven forbid. You can't do that without military hardware. We're not going to have any because these folks will have decreed that manufacturing produces carbon. Therefore, we're not interested in doing any more of it. And we want to second all that to the third world and, and, and the growing south. It's, it's incredible. But they know they, they want to maintain that these things can't be repealed by a Trump administration. These draconian measures they've taken. Dave, are you going to be at CPAC? Are you speaking? Are you are you planning on coming on the war room? Or are you going to be at the Force Multiplier Academy? Well, I'm going to be at the Force Multiplier Academy in the next week or so at the University of Florida's Bergstrom Business School. I've got a large presentation to a very large forum here in Orlando. That's not why I've got this UF-looking colors on. It's actually Virginia colors I'm wearing. But uh, no, I'm going to be behind here in Orlando doing some business, trying to continue to impress on people here the necessity of not solarizing Florida, such as FPNL is attempting to do, to keep the state competitive, to invite industry in here to compete, have low electricity costs for its people by not having um, 90,000 megawatts of solar built across Florida and quintupling electricity costs for ratepayers here. So I'm going to be down here advocating on that in the next couple of weeks and I'll unfortunately miss the uh, good times at CPAC in the next week or so. So all my apologies. I was going to say, you're you're a smart man not coming and slumming it in the swamp. But hey, well, I hope everything you're doing in Florida and with your wonderful wife, Terry, who is the best. Uh, I hope everything goes well. But if the war room posse, <laughs> if the war, we'll get Terry on the next show. Um, if the war room posse wants to follow you, stay up to date with everything you're working on. Come to any of these events that you're speaking yeah, at. Where can hey, they go to do all that? At uh, Dave Walsh Energy on Getter. Can I mention one other thing in case you didn't cover it yet? This is uh, this Navalny, the, the death of Navalny situation. Putin's primary competitor. Uh, and the fact now that today our administration is taking added draconian sanctions against Russia for this internal matter of, okay, this fellow died, mysterious death, you know, was he killed? Who knows? Internal matter to Russia. We're going to sanction them in large part because according to our spokespersons in the White House briefing room, we need to stop this Russian suppression of political opposition. This is the same administration that in this country has proffered 35 separate indictments against the former president to keep him out of office, is interfering in the 2024 election itself in this country against President Trump, wanting to denude him as a candidate against Joe Biden, their president, and complaining about Russia taking similar actions internally. So we're going to sanction them instead of fixing things here and making for a free and fair election in 24. We're going to support more sanctions against Russia because Navalny died, Putin's competitor. Now think about it. think about the the complete hypocrisy of this. It's unbelievable. And that goes to these Dave uh, Walsh. Thank operators. you. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie. Indeed, the the deep state that that Politico article is all about entrenching, exactly. perpetuating itself.
Thank you, Natalie. Dave Walsh, thank you so much. I wish you were coming to CPAC, but I'm sure the posse will forgive you. <laughs> and War Room Posse, I will be, of course, speaking tomorrow at the Force Multiplier Academy on how to do investigative reporting. Give you some good tips. I'll tamp down the sarcastic humor at my producer's request. Um, but I'll also be speaking on a panel at CPAC on Friday with the College Republicans of America at, I believe, 1 p.m. I should know where it's taking place, but I don't. But I will learn, and I will let you know. And, of course, Steve and I will be doing live shows, I believe, starting tomorrow evening. Um, from the war room, we'll be doing the very rare thing that we usually do, which is co-hosting uh, the two of us together. It'll surely be a fun few few days. I always love these events where we all can come together, primarily because, you know, the globalists, the World Economic Forum elites, I'm sure Klaus Schwab himself hates when we exercise not just our First Amendment rights, but when we actually gather. That's why they tried so hard to lock us down, mandate us up and mask us up back in the days of 2019 and 2020. But I've got a few minutes. I just have some, I would say, closing remarks. I'm actually going to be leaving Washington, D.C., good riddance, thank God. Um, and Dave, I think, really hit the nail on the head, spe specifically when it comes to the energy policy. Look what we're doing here. Meanwhile, the Chinese Communist Party is running circles around us because they have us, this ruling class in this country here, on their payroll. You guys know my background is in Chinese Communist Party infiltration. It just really got me thinking that, you know, the parting words that I have for this city the Republican majority, I should caveat that with the larger Republican majority that we used to have until feckless Republicans like Kevin McCarthy stepped out because they were too weak and our party was smart enough to root out uh, George Santos because apparently when we want to try to you know secure the southern border, we should just make it that much more difficult uh, to do that for ourselves and just weed our majority down even more. But they are an absolute laughing stock. Um, they have no ability to get anything done. They are fundamentally unserious people. And frankly, why sometimes I think these events like CPAC and even AmpFest to some extent can sort of be seen as a superfluous waste of time, which I think in some ways is a valid criticism. It's not that these events are the grassroots, the activist type, the war and posse who come to these events and show up who I am eternally grateful to host a show like this and speak to and, and help organize. You guys are amazing and nothing that you do is a waste of time. But so many of these feckless and you can tell I'm like personally affected by this, but these feckless Republican leaders that we have on our side of the football are absolute jokes who are capable of doing nothing except putting out poorly worded tweets that they're one of their three comms directors, you know, word together at your taxpayer expense. Um, they don't do anything. And all of these hard talkers on China, on the Chinese Communist Party, the people who simultaneously want to deplete our ammunition stocks by giving billions of dollars to Ukraine. These are unserious people who have no interest in actually taking down our existential threat. That is the Chinese Communist Party. These are people who for years, in some cases for decades, have gotten away with going on controlled opposition media outlets like Fox, being able to say and tough, 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 talk tough on the Chinese Communist Party, right? 
but not actually do anything. The China committee that we have headed by Mike Gallagher, who good riddance, he's stepping down, did absolutely nothing. 2010 called, 2016 called. They want their actionless talking points back. I'm so glad we've decided that the Chinese Communist Party is a threat and that Confucius Institutes are bad. How about this? Why don't you do something about it? I'm so glad we've decided that government weaponization is bad. How about this? You don't give the FBI a new headquarters. But no, all these people just love to tweet. And I have to say, having lived in D.C. now on and off for a few years, the Republican Party has a serious problem with elevating people who are extremely incompetent and I would almost say bad faith actors. And I think the perfect example of this is someone like Ronna Romney McDaniel, who, by the way, the fact that she still even continues to try to stay in there and not give up her position despite having clear endorsements against her, it is so narcissistic for her to sit there And think that her skills, her talent are somehow unique and that this Republican Party needs it. And that, I think, is an ideological fiction that that affects a large swath of the Republican Party. To the people who criticize events like CPAC and, you know, the Republican Party is doing nothing, I think in some ways... You're right. Um, The Republican leaders, the ones that I know when I'm here in D.C., to not sound uh, too articulate or eloquent, they suck. They do nothing. They want your money. So don't donate or support candidates who are just part of this D.C. inner circle to just grow their own egos and grow themselves because there are a lot of those people. Support actual true fighters for this movement. And the truest fighters in this entire movement are the War Room Posse, especially the ones who are going to be meeting all of us tomorrow at the Force Multiplier Academy. War Room Posse, thank you so much for hanging with me. Have a good one. True or false, using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. Donewithdebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt, and that debt will take years to pay off if you pay it off at all. Done with Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer, and taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done with Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal, solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first, chat with a Done with Debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt-fighting strategies are time-sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action. .com, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.